0: Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. What does this mean? Unfortunately, when it comes to the Nicene Creed, we don't have a nice, clear, and concise explanation that we see in the small catechism with those explanations that correspond to the parts of the Apostles' Creed. Now, on this festival of St. Barnabas, it's a great opportunity to consider the question of what it means to be apostolic. Apostolic. For some church bodies, the answer is easy. Apostolic means that we've got clergy that were ordained by someone who was ordained by someone who was ordained by someone that could be traced all the way back to the apostles. That's what it means to be apostolic for some church bodies. And while this unbroken chain of authority from one apostle down to the pastors throughout the generations, throughout the centuries, while that sounds like a good idea to us Lutherans, we aim a little bit higher. To be apostolic means to be anchored in something sure and more certain than the apostles themselves. It's to be anchored in the gospel that the apostles preached. So in the gospel lesson appointed for this festival of St. Barnabas, which is Mark Chapter 6, verses 7 through 13, which I just read, we have Jesus' commissioning of the 12 disciples as he sends them out two by two into the villages near Galilee. And they were to only take the essentials, just the bare minimum stuff that they needed, and they were to rely upon the hospitality of those who received their word. And as they went, Jesus promised that they would have authority over the demons. And they demonstrated that by casting out many and anointing the sick with oil and performing healings. That's really impressive stuff. But that ultimately was not the point. The miracles that they worked were verification of something much greater. They were commanded to tell everyone to repent because the kingdom of God was at hand in Christ. The reign and rule of God had arrived. In a person, in the Son of God. So, what John the Baptist was crying out about in the wilderness had now come on the scene in the ministry of Jesus. What God had promised for so many centuries, for thousands of years, that he would send forth one who was born of a woman who would crush the serpent's head and establish God's reign in the earth, had happened. Jesus had come. And these apostles, sent out two by two, were to be the heralds of the arrival of the kingdom. They were to be proclaimers of the gospel. And the reason that this gospel lesson, this text, is appointed for this day is because it anticipates a to-be-continued in the ministry of each one of the apostles. In other words, the ministry that Jesus handed to his original twelve was an extension of his own ministry, and it was to extend out to more apostles to follow and to the whole Christian church. So St. Barnabas was not one of the original twelve. St. Barnabas isn't even named in this gospel passage. Now, some suggest that he was a part of those 72 that Jesus would later send out, but we don't know that for certain. The earliest that he appears in the scriptures by name is in Acts chapter 4. Whenever he sells off a significant piece of land and whenever he lays the proceeds at the feet of the apostles. The same guys who were sent out by Jesus in our gospel lesson. And from there, he appears Many times, in the book of Acts especially, we see him supporting that apostolic mission to spread the gospel. After Paul's conversion, Barnabas was the first guy to introduce him to Peter. And there's some evidence in the Bible that Barnabas was kind of a mentor to Paul. He certainly vouched for him in front of the other, the other apostles. And although the scriptures do not name St. Barnabas as an apostle explicitly, the reason why we can safely assume that he was an apostle is because St. Paul considered him an equal in the ministry. And from there, Barnabas went on to accompany Paul on his missionary journeys until they ran into the famous disagreement over the commitment of St. Paul. Mark Saint John Mark, Uh, John Mark, the writer of the Gospel of Mark, was actually Barnabas's cousin, and Saint Paul questioned John Mark's commitment to the mission of the gospel because during one of the missionary journeys, John Mark went home early, and so Saint Paul didn't want to have him on the next journey. Barnabas disagreed with Paul over that. Barnabas thought that Paul was being too much of a critic; that he should give him another chance, and so. That disagreement led them to part ways. Now, there's also biblical evidence that St. Paul and Barnabas later on reconciled. We don't know that for sure, but we can safely assume that now they are fully reconciled in Christ. We don't know if it happened during their earthly lives, but we can safely assume that it has happened by now. The point is that Barnabas was called by Christ to carry on the tradition of the apostles, to be apostolic, through the preaching and the proclamation of the gospel. So what Jesus began in his ministry, he handed over to the twelve, and then to men like Barnabas and Paul. And because of their faithfulness to Jesus, because of their apostolic commitment to the gospel, here we are. Here we are, as we have been called by the gospel. The Holy Spirit has opened our hearts to their mission and their message Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins. So it's worth asking again what does it mean to be apostolic? It means that we are connected to the apostles through their word, that is, their witness to the death and resurrection. Of Jesus it means that we are connected to their teaching and doctrine and it also means that we are committed to continuing their gospel mission see what Jesus began with his 12 continued through the book of Acts through men like Barnabas men like Paul and now it continues in the life of his church today because you've been called by Jesus You were also sent by Jesus. We heard the Great Commission a couple of weeks ago on Trinity Sunday. Talk about apostolic. There were the disciples receiving from Jesus the marching orders of the church that were to carry on until the end of the age. And Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. That is, as you go, wherever it is God has you, Be about the business of making disciples, followers of Jesus who are committed to the apostles' doctrine and mission. You see, whenever we look at men like St. Barnabas, the best thing that we can do is is not to offer up prayers to them. It's not to invoke them in prayer or something like this. It's not to venerate an icon of St. Barnabas. No, the best thing that we can do whenever it comes to men like this is to learn from their example, is to learn from their faithfulness. So in the spirit of St. Barnabas, how might we get in the game, so to speak? How might we take seriously this business of bringing the gospel to wherever it is that God has us? And this example of the Apostle Barnabas invites us to consider that because that's what it means to be apostolic, to live in light of the apostolic gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, his life, death, resurrection, all for sinners like you and me. And as you pray that God may use you to advance his reign and his rule, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen.